another edition of the Lakers Locker Room. I'm your host, Tejan Graham, and we got another good episode this week. You know, it's a very exciting week because it's the second annual Shoot for Change game this upcoming Saturday. So, got to bring my love to my teammate. It's my guy. You know, we international with it this week. You know, we got Ricky Nevis. What you say, my guy? I'm good. I'm good. Just out here trying to do my thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yo. But no, man, but no, thank you for taking the time to come on the podcast, bro. You told me it's your first podcast, bro? Yeah, it's my first podcast. Never done anything like podcast-wise. Just little interviews here and there. Bro, you're international with it, bro. How you feel, bro? Uh, first international on a podcast? Yeah, bro. Yeah, it's kind of an honor, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Bring no. the... The internationals, the podcast, yeah, hopefully man. we can get some more here. Yeah, here. man, bring the flavor, man. You know, we're trying to go bigger and better, man. You know how I come Of course, bro. bring some Portuguese action <laughs> into the podcast, <laughs> some Portuguese public, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, but let's get right into it, man. So we're currently in the second half of the season. You know, we did first time. We're currently on our second half. Just what are your thoughts on kind of how the season's been so far? Uh, I feel like the season is not doing, like, bad. Like, we sh- should have, like, win like at least three more games like we had them yeah but now we just gotta go like all all in and just win the games we gotta win make the playoffs so we can do the same thing we did last year and hopefully we can go like further in the playoffs that's kind of my goal that what i wanted to do but we gotta work hard you know yeah, how would you say your play kind of been this season? Because obviously last year you came in second semester, obviously due to transfer rules, and you've been able to have a kind of a full season with the team. So how would you say your game's kind of improved from last year going to this year, kind of playing this OUA league? I feel like last year, as you said, like I just got in the second semester, so I was kind of just like trying to like improve the game around me. I feel like this year I've gained like a, a bit of a more important role. Like I'm like, okay, I got to take some shots here and there like that are mine to take. And like, I feel like also what coach wants from me is like to find the right pass at the right time, most of the times, and just make my my lucky shots here (laughs) now and then. Yeah. Yeah, you you come from Europe, and obviously Europe has a different style of basketball compared to America, where obviously Europe is really team-based and really about the skill set. Has it been hard for you to kind of adjust in terms of knowing when to pass and something when to take a shot because obviously you're a very good passer but obviously like you said there's times where you might have to take the shot so how has that adjustment period been like in terms of figuring out when to pass and when to take a shot uh first like last year was crazy i was actually struggling to like <laughs> adapt like because it's a, it's so different like because in europe it's like a really like uh established thing that if there's a person that like has like not even like a 10 percent better shot than you you have to pass it you know yeah. Yeah. And like when I got here, it was like uh, a lot of transition one on one, and I was struggling to like actually play because I didn't know how to play in that kind of system. Yeah. But then also I feel like coach kind of made it easier for me because we brought like a lot of set plays that I knew from home. Yeah. And I feel like this year I'm kind of adapt to what my role is, and I think I'm doing well, honestly. Yeah, because even like I said, when you first came on the show, there was a lot of times like. People would say you had a layup and like your pass was like Ricky like, score. Yeah. But like but I think like you said, because like there's an adjustment period, but we have to take that into account. Like you said, you're obviously coming from a system you played your whole life. You're coming to another country and then you're playing a whole different style of basketball, right? So like but I think it's been good to have to have that adjustment period because like I said, we had second sem last year, we had a full year this year, you had the summer, so like it's kind of been good. And plus we didn't have much of a turnover with our teammates, right? So yeah. not like we had like ten new guys coming. We only had like what, one or two? We had like yeah, like three or four guys I think like came into the team and like yeah. in there helping us. But yeah, honestly, I'm kind of glad that last year I couldn't play the first semester 
because I would not be able to actually help the team first semester. I was lost for like the first semester. Like even like defensive wise, there are so different, like so much different rules. Like offense, I was like lost. Like, am I supposed to shoot to pass? What the coach went for me, what my teammates were looking for, yeah. me, you know, as you said, like, 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 why are you passing? I'm like, I just feel like he was in a better position to score than I am, you know? Yeah. Now, but let's talk about that. Like I said, you came here last year, I think around September. So we just had a, cause last year we had the training camp and then we had a few weeks of practice. Then you came like mid September. So let's talk about it. So obviously you didn't play first semester, but like it was a period for you to not just learn the system, but obviously get to know your teammates. Kind of how vital was that to kind of create new relationships with the team? Cause the fact that you couldn't play first semester. Yeah. It, I think like it like not being able to play it helped me a lot adapting to everything like school like it's different like but sp basketball specifically it was more like I just knew Jack and Owen because uh, yeah. I've been here like back in, in 2017 so yeah. I knew them and I knew coach but then like I was so lost for, like for the first two weeks I knew the name of like four teammates bro. <laughs> I was so lost I feel like David and Danny they were both named David Big Dave at the time I was like, yeah. what, like who is who? Like I was <laughs> so lost for the first couple of weeks. <laughs> oh god! And then, like, and then like I just started to, like getting to know everyone. Like we started doing some like team activities, going like every Wednesday to Wacky Wings or whatever, yeah. and like start to know people. Like JC helped me a lot at the time, like yeah. getting to know people, giving me rise. Jack was like. You know, like just how Jackie's. Yeah. And like just helped me a lot to get to know all of you. Even you, like just you like you reached out to me when I was still in Portugal and I was mm -hmm. like, okay. So like yeah, but like it, w it was tough at like first two weeks, man. I was struggling. Yeah. I was jet lagged, struggling to <laughs> know everything have plays, game names, like it was it was fun, but like it was I, I struggled a bit for yeah. sure. I told you I did reach out to you before you came. I forgot about that. Yeah. And we were on the team in your very, very first practice. Yeah, I, we was were, dude. We were Honestly, the... I was so lost at practice because so. You were cooking, though. I remember <laughs> you, were, you were cooking, though. You got some Bro, buckets. Dude, I was like, I don't even know how I was doing it because I was on, like off a 24-hour trip from Portugal to here. Yeah. Because I had to fly from Portugal to London, London, Toronto. And then from Toronto, I had to get a buzz, like a six-hour, eight-hour buzz to here, like. For ADM practice, yeah. So I got it, uh, Nip, like in uh, in North Bay. I feel like it was uh, like midnight or one a.m. Jack went to the bus station. He got me. I went home. It was like three a.m. when I went back to sleep. And then, and then like I had to wake up for like seven a.m. practice. Yeah. And I was like jet lagged with two hours of sleep. I was like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? And I was like. <laughs> I was yeah. just like, hopefully I don't do that bad because I feel like you guys would like, like, why the coach bring this guy in? Not for real, like, I don't know. But no, but honestly, like, you adjusted pretty good though because like I said, I couldn't tell you were tired because like I said, you were cooking. <laughs> you were cooking for I real. don't know, bro. I just like got all my strengths and I, I remember that day I went to the school calf. I got like, I grabbed the Caesar salad. I went home. I ate like at 4 p.m. And then I slapped it like the other day, bro. <laughs> I was so tired. Oh my gosh, man. I can only imagine, man. But like, see, so you had him like a chat, man. I gotta give that to you. <laughs> but uh, switching gears a bit, like I said, you international, like I said, you were born and raised in Portugal. Just kind of, for those who've never been to Portugal, like, what is Portugal like? Cause I've never been to, I've never been to Europe. I've always wanted to go. What is Portugal like? Man, I always say that Portugal is basically two things. It's food and people, cause okay. like, the food is amazing there. Obviously, I grew up there, so it's what I'm used to. Yeah. Maybe like people that go over like from overseas do not like it, 
But I also feel like Canada, bro, like, it's just fast food. <laughs> I have a hard time finding, like, good Canadian food. You know what I mean? Do we really have, like, a, a culture? I feel like it's everything, especially in Toronto. Ah, That's but. what I mean, like, because there's, no, like, if you go, like, Canadian food, it's, yeah. like, poutine, bro. Like, you can, you can obviously, like, bring, like, inspirations. Like, there's, like, of, like Jamaican food, or, like, yeah. Caribbean food. Like, they yeah. were really good. But yeah. it's not Canadian food, you know? Yeah. And especially in North Bay, you don't find, like, a lot of, like, diversity from food. Yeah, that's true. So if you go out, where do you go? Like, Boston Pizza, Casey's. Yeah. So it's, like, yeah. okay. It's, like, but, like, going back, Portugal's, like, food, man. Like, super good food, amazing people. Like, they're really welcoming. Like, everyone that goes there just loves the people. And, like, we have so much, like, good, like, beach and the ocean. Like, it's just so nice there, especially in the summer. Yeah. How, so how did you get into basketball? Uh, basketball has been in my family for a long time. But so my dad played pro. It was, like, a big time in Portugal. Like, both my ankles played basketball. My brother played basketball. So, obviously, I went, I started playing basketball when I was four years old. Yeah. Oh, same. Yeah, I was, like, I was really young. I would go to see my dad playing. I can't even remember it, but I was, like, two weeks old and I was in the in the basketball gym like watching my dad playing apparently and I just like kind of grew up in the gym I was there every day every weekend like if I was not on my games I'd go to watch my brother games you know yeah and it's like it was like the sport like that also grew up with me I practiced like I did other sports but basketball was always there you know wow I didn't know you started that young that's we have something common though that's pretty good um, I actually wanted to talk about something but based off that because last semester we actually had you had a familiar face that kind of came to our program for a short time called Nudu. Um, I was worried too like how much of that was comforting for you to have a familiar face of your past kind of be here for a short even though it was a short period of time but he did a great job but how comforting was that to have them here honestly man I loved it like <laughs> <laughs> like but also like Nunu like it's been like on my life since I was like 8 years old bro yeah. like he was when I was like a, a mini basketball player, like five, six years old, like he was there. And like, I kind of just grew up with him. And then like in 2018, we kind of took separate weights cause it stayed in my my previous team. And then I moved on to another team. Yeah. But we always like stayed close and kept contact. And when I knew he was coming here, I was like thrilled. Like it's always different to be able to like, to speak like when I went to timeouts and I was able to speak Portuguese with him, yeah. it's just like different because like he just knew what to say to me to like yeah. do to get me going, you know? Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, because yeah, you don't have to speak Portuguese with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, nah, I didn't. I didn't think that. But honestly, though, I like the fact that he came here because he obviously held a lot of us accountable and he he brought something new to the table that we hadn't had before. And I think if you coach acknowledged that too, because like he would see things that he didn't see, or you know, like you say, why did you make? Bucks are talked about on the podcast before. He'd be like, oh, why did you make that pass? Or you could have done this. You're thinking yeah. stuff like he asked you questions that you have to think. You're like, oh, oh yeah, for sure. Nuno like always like makes you think on why you make that play or that pass or that <laughs> stunt. Like, oh my gosh, because I feel like Nuno like it besides working like a lot on your body, like it makes you run and it's like whatever, like it also works a lot of your brain. Like it makes you think about the game. It's not just, even the drills you would come up with. I don't know if you remember, like you had like to, okay, you can't do two defense of the pick and roll the same way twice in a row or like the, the name you call, you got to touch baseline, yeah. stuff like that. Like it's always to keep like your brain like reacting like the way you got to do on a game, you know? Yeah. But I like that too, like I said, because it's always good to have a different look or something you need a different look, right? Because you know what they say about Sandy, you don't, you do the same thing, expect a different result, but like obviously you might need a different result. 
This episode of the Lakers Locker Room is brought to you today by BetStep. BetStep switched the best odds from every sportsbook in one spot. That means you can find the best odds to win the most money. Head over to BetStop.am today to learn more and to access all the affiliates of and the prices. I've always wondered, how did how did you meet Coach Corey? Like I said, you from Portugal, you say Cambridge 2016. How did that, I've always, I never asked you, how did <laughs> yeah. that happen? So it's kind of a long story, but so a good friend of my dad, it's like friends with Coach. Okay. And back in 2017, I was like, uh, I didn't got to go to national team that year. I, I went to training camp and I like I got let go in like the like 15, top 15, something like that. So I was like kind of sad. And my dad was like, oh, what do you want to do now? I was like, I don't know, like maybe vacations, but I kind of want to work on my game, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, oh, there's like a, a summer camp that might happen called, it, I think it was called Canport, like okay. Canada in Portugal. Okay. And I was like, oh, that sounds like awesome. Like I'm going to Canada for a month and a half with like two of my best friends at the time. Yeah. Like without my parents, like are you, of course <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> so like it was kind of like a fat thing. And then like I just ended up going me and two like uh, – Eduardo and Inigo was like a Spanish guy and a Portuguese guy. Okay. They were both my teammates at the time and Nuno was our coach. Mm -hmm. So me, uh, we like at the time we call him Eddie and Iggy. So like me, Eddie and Iggy and Nuno, we all came to to Canada. We got there, coach picked us up at uh, CCM Marie Airport. Mm -hmm. And then like we stayed for a month and it was like, honestly, like, I think it was the best summer of my life. Wow. What was like, it, 2017, you said? 2017, So, yeah. like, 17? I was 17 yeah. years old. Yeah. And, like, it was such a good experience. I got to know so many good people that I'm really still good friends with. Like, Jack was, like, my God, man. Like, 2017, <laughs> like, we've been friends ever since. Yeah. And eventually, I, I came back in here. But that moment, man, was, like, I was so happy that summer. Just, like, playing basketball, meeting new people, improving my English that at a time... It was way worse than it is right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like a really fun experience and like you brought some good results, I guess. Yeah. So what was that? So how did the conversation come about in terms of like you coming to university? Because you were in the, even knew to talk about, you were in the pro world for such a long time. So like what made you want to say, you know what, I'm done with that. I want to do something new. Let me go to university. How did that come about? Uh, it was like, so in Portugal, once you're done like your player like formation as a player so as long as like after you turn like 18 mm -hmm. the year after you either start playing pro or you like just don't play basically okay. so i was 18 i went to like to the um, uh national final four like to get like be like the champion a uh, champion of the country okay. and i got third place i went like to the best five of the like the tournament went national team and during that summer, was like I had like a couple of offers, like go like to the states, go here, go there. But at that time, it was not what I was looking for. And eventually, I got like the the pro offer from Porto. Like they'd give me like a salary, they gave me like money, like house, food. Okay. And I was like, that's a pretty good gig, and I loved Porto because I have family there. So I was like, I feel like that's the the best step for me right now. Yeah. And then I went straight away to play pro I took a gap year so no university mm -hmm. on my second year I tried at the university but but you can't man like when you're practicing 
twice a day, two hours, like team practices plus gym plus shots. You don't have time to like do school. Do school. Yeah. Especially, it's not like here where like coach kind of adapt the our you practices to our school to. schedule. You have to. Yeah. Like back home is like two different entities, so like they don't care about each other. Yeah. My coach want to practice. My school wants like to teach. Yeah. So I couldn't do anything basically. Yeah, you're stuck. Yeah. So I did one semester and I I cut it. I was like I can't do it. And then my third year I tried to un do uni again, and it just didn't work. And I was getting frustrated because I was not getting a degree. Yeah. And like being a basketball player is really good, but you gotta be one of the best to make yeah. good money and be able to provide for your family. Yeah. And at that time I was like, man, I just I want to go go to study like I want to study, get a degree, and like be able to support for my family in the future because mm -hmm. I don't see myself to play basketball for 20 years. Yeah. Like my body was not like it's not yeah. what it wants, yeah. you know. It's not gonna hold up, yeah. So I kind of messaged codes like, oh, how the how the program works there is so like a, a age limit that I can apply, blah blah blah. And I was like, oh no, like, and it was really a quick turnaround because like in a matter of like two weeks, I was like committed. I've been like applying for scholarships, doing all that. I had to take a English course, so because you're international, you gotta be like a B2 level. Yeah. So I had to take like a intensive English course. I had like an English exam. It was like applying for a visa that took like three months at the time. Yeah. It was such a big process, but like, it was really nice. Like it all started like, I think it was in May or like March. And then like in July, I was like starting to apply for my visa. And then like in September, I got here. Wow, damn. Yeah. So you say, you probably said that whole process was what? Four, five months, six months. Yeah, probably like five months. Because you came, some, you came September, so probably like that spring, probably spring twenty twenty one, probably. Yeah, Damn. it was like a big process, and I like to keep it quiet because I couldn't tell like my team that I was leaving yet. Yeah. I, I, I asked like coach do not announce me until I tell my team. Yeah. And I couldn't be certain that I was coming until I got my English test back yeah. and my visa and everything like the scholarships. Yeah. So it was like a big process, but I'm happy it's done now. <laughs> yeah. So, <coughs> sorry. So even like when you came, right, we talked about before we got on the mic, but like how was adjustment in terms of the education system from like Portugal to here, right? Because obviously you're, you're there, you're speaking Portuguese, but now you're here and it's all English. We even have some guys on the team, you know, like David, like who's French, Betsy at the time was French, right? So they had a tough period too. So what was it like for you to adjust to? Especially since we were both in the same program, so we yeah. had a couple classes together. So. Yeah, I feel like the business classes are not the hardest ones, mm -hmm. but I mean business connect, right? So yeah. like I have like teaching classes and like this semester I have like ACAD, academic writing. Yeah, I have ACAD my first year. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I feel like those are like the ones that I really need to write long essays or like big papers are the ones that make me nervous. Yeah, that's fair. Because like, I feel like I don't speak a bad English, but my vocabulary is not that wide yet. Yeah. So it's I, getting better though. Yeah, it's getting better, but like it's not perfect yet. But the thing is that when I'm writing like an essay, I'm like I have the the tab for my essay, Grammarly in like a oh, Thesaurus, is like the a dictionary. Man, I said, man, I said Grammarly. Oh my gosh. Dude, I have everything <laughs> open so I can like actually try and have like a good result of my essay. You know what's crazy coach showing that artificial intelligence thing, man, I need Grammarly no more. Yeah. Why is it going AI now? But that's Every, a whole different yeah, story. Yeah, that's right. Like, that's oh my story. God. That's a whole yeah. different story. But a lot of the, the stuff that I learned first year, I've already learned in high school, honestly. Okay. Like my math for first year, I've learned everything in high school. 
this year I'm learning some new stuff, but a lot of it is like kind of reviewing stuff that I touched in my school. Okay. So I don't know if our like education system is harder, but like it's for sure like longer. We have a lot of like weight on classes. Like it's big schedules, big time yeah. tables. Yeah, but I'm glad you were able to adjust to it because it could be hard. Like you said, you're coming from another country. <laughs> everything, like you said, you said culture shock, language, education, basketball is different. Yeah. Like that's a lot. So like, like, like I said, shout out to you, bro. You had to <laughs> but going back to the basketball, like you said, you you came, like I said, first last year, you didn't play first semester. You came some second semester. You know, obviously, let's talk about your first game. So obviously the first game we came back after Omicron against U of T, obviously that was a loss. But like, what was it like your very first game in the league? I was nervous, man. It was like my first time playing for a new team. It, it hadn't happened like in four years. Okay. So it was like, uh, I don't know. Because on my life, I just played for three teams now. It was yeah. like Benfica, Porto, and now Nip. And I was like, oh my God, like, how am I going to do? Like, are the guys going to like accept me as like a team member kind of thing, like a team role? Like, But I think I did okay. I was nervous. I was a little bit out of shape because obviously I kind of lacked the first semester because... I was trying to adapt to everything. I was not playing. And then, like, we had, like, a month off before the first game, yeah. as you said, because of Omicron, and yeah. we couldn't get into the gym. Yeah. We were all chopped in our house again. Yeah. So I feel like I was nervous, but it was so different. I feel, as I said, like, it's just a game of, like, a lot of fast break, a lot of one-on-one, like, two-on-two. And, like, I was just used to it all different kind of basketball, I want to say. Yeah. And then obviously the second game, obviously we know what happened the second game. <laughs> you want to talk about it? I mean, <laughs> I remember at the time I posted on my IG story like, <laughs> "Oh, you made baptism," and I feel like that's the the the, the good term for it. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously I was I was thrilled like after like I was able to, like to help the team and yeah. I I was playing like dog dude with that same <laughs> dude. Uh, I scored like two points before that and then like out of nowhere Nate passes me the ball. I was like, I you're, you're a wide open you're a wide open yeah, too. That was a great I, pass. I gotta shoot it now. You're a wide open. Wide open bro like two for the game and I was like fuck it. I just shot it and I saw it in I was like I remember I you just had no reaction. I, I just about that 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 ass looked at their bench because they were talking to me the whole game. And I was just looking at them like, now what? <laughs> you know, it's crazy. They put time back on the clock, but it was it was clearly zero. Yeah, it, it was down, bro. So for me, the, the funniest thing is Jack, man. If you watch the clip, Jack I know, runs no, to me. No, Mukhtar, Mukhtar too. If you look yeah, at it. Yeah, but like Jack runs and then he looks at their bench and starts waving goodbye, bro. <laughs> and like, um, I just like, every time I see the clip, I just see Mukhtar jumping with the hands No, the, DJ, hat. DJ too, DJ, bro. And Mukhtar had the mascot. Yeah, <laughs> it was, oh my God. It was like, such a great moment. I was like, I was happy. Like, okay. Now I feel like I'm part of the team. Now. I was just about to ask, like, what'd you say? That was like the moment, like, okay, like, I'm here now. Yeah, and I feel like for a lot of guys, it was like, hey, he's not that bad. Like, like he's good. Like, yeah. I'm glad he's here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, but I'm glad that you got that moment. I was about to ask you, like, I was just about to ask you how long did it take for you to kind of get justice? So would you say it was up to that moment? Because I feel like first semester, too, like, I feel like we all accepted you with open eyes. No, like, yeah, like, I'm not saying, like, you guys give me a hard time. or No, everyone was, like, awesome to me. Everyone accepted yeah. me. But, like, for me, like, to kind of, like, understand that you guys accepted me like Nate passing me that ball was kind of a big deal for me because like yeah. most of the people are just like going to take the layup yeah. like contest it and go for like a free throw yeah. but he passed like he trusted me you know like yeah. I feel like you guys trusted me that, that yeah. weekend okay that's fair 
No, nah, it's just funny. If you look at the the play, like Nate, Nate passes the ball, then he does he he puts his hand up the air, and when it goes, he's just like he jumps for like two seconds. Yeah. And he's back to like yeah, like, man. Nate was oh my god. No, no, Nate, Nate was Nate's probably like once he gets to know Nate, like Nate's actually a good dude. Oh, he's a great dude. Once, once he gets to know him, but it's he's just, just like kind of shy and introverted. Yeah. But like there wasn't many people like he actually like like. I want. He talked to everyone kind of like there wasn't too many that he actually kind of like let in. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, like, like obviously Azar. That's just Mukta. like the way he's, bro. Yeah. Like, we just gotta like let him be the way he's and like accept him as a teammate. You know. Yeah. Exactly. So, obviously, there, there's that. Um. Like what you've been hearing so far? Make sure to follow us on IG at Lakers Locker Room and subscribe to our YouTube channel while you're at it, where you can find clips of all our episodes and video content associated with the podcast. Part two of the Lakers Locker Room starts now. Obviously, last year, too, you obviously helped us get into playoffs. So that was the first time we had the playoffs. I think it was five years. Yeah, five years. So obviously, what was it like to kind of be in a playoff atmosphere and kind of for the first time in the league? Was it different from, like, when you were in Portugal? How was it to be in the playoffs? Uh, it's definitely different because, like, once you're, like, you're playing pro, everything is more serious. Like, yeah. it's your job. Like, you're working towards that, like, every single moment like, of yeah. your day. But, like, it was kind of special for me because I've never been, like, in a in a league playoff as, like, a big role in a team. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, not that I'm bigger than anyone, but, like, I, have, like, I had, like, a good role last year. Mm-hmm. And being on a team and going to the playoffs where I had a good role was, like, actually, like, important for me, you know? Yeah. Because on past teams, I was, like, more like of a role player, like, 10, in, ten guy in. Yeah. Like, was still special, bro. Was, but last year was crazy. I loved it. Was last year your first time being, like, a... A perennial, a perennial starter, like in, in your life, or like, uh, or, or or just in like in some time. Uh, like when I played pro, I was never a starter. Okay. So like, uh, so like the way it works, like you have like a top team on the first league, mm-hmm. and Porto had a second team on the second, like second league. So you go league, pro league, first division, second division. Well, which one were you? Uh, I was like Porto had a team on league like on the top league and yeah. on the pro league okay and on the league i was not a, uh, a starter but like on the pro league i was a starter okay but like all my like i don't like to say this but kind of all my life i've been like a star on the teams i was except yeah. when i was like playing playing pro on the first league yeah i was not a starter for sure that yeah one. okay that's good to know yeah. um obviously going back to this season obviously like i said we have at this at this point probably like seven games left we're trying to we're barely hanging on to like the last playoff spot at this moment. So, like, what do you think it's going to take for us to really, like, kind of finish the season strong and hopefully get back into the playoffs for another year? I feel like what the team needs is, like, to win the games that we got to win. Like, we know what games we have to win. Yeah. And I feel like we have to upset one of the big ones. Like, yeah. we have to, like, not just to make playoffs, but but to give the team, like, the confidence it needs, like, to step up, you know? Because yeah. if we upset every, like, of the like, the big teams of the league, because yeah. we can and we proved it, yeah. if we upset them, we can make playoffs and maybe, like... Make a run. Yeah, you know? Yeah. As long as, like, as the team, like, trusts, like, that we can do it, I feel like we can. Yeah. But we got to upset one of the big ones. Yeah. You know, since you've been here, kind of, obviously, like, there's been so many things that have happened, you know, with basketball and obviously stuff like that throughout your life. What's been your favorite part of this experience with this team since you've been here? Oh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I've kind of just been enjoying every moment. But, like, obviously, like, last year when I scored the, the buzzer yeah. was, a, was a really good one. Like, I feel everyone's, like, coming to hug me. Like, <laughs> you know, it was just, like, different. Like, I don't know. It was awesome. I loved it. But... 
getting to know so much different people, I think it's being the, the like the best part of it. Like I've met so many interesting and like different people so far. And I'm really glad that I came into Canada just like because of the people I've meeting. Honestly, I think that's my, my favorite part. Yeah. I know you've only been for a short period of time, but what would you say has been the biggest part you've grown? Not as a player, but more kind of as a person because like you just said you learned so much. Like what would you say? Oh. Would you say in general like you've probably taken something from everyone since you've been here? Oh, for sure. I'm like, it's also part of my personality, but kind of like, kind of like, oh, I really like what this person do in this situation. Let me get this so I can apply it. Like, yeah. Because maybe in two years, like two weeks, I may be like being in a situation where that comes can be useful. But like the the biggest thing, man, is just like, obviously I'm I'm super far from my family and like from my like my old time friends, and I've yeah. created like amazing new friendships in here. But I feel like the biggest thing for me is learn how to enjoy to be alone. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah, because like I spend like a lot of time alone. Obviously, I also spend like a lot of time with my family, like my my Canadian family and my yeah. friends. But like sometimes it's just like oh I gotta be alone because like I gotta be with myself, you know. And I've learned how to like to be alone in here, which is like was a hard thing for me, but yeah. I did it. You know what's crazy? I feel like COVID did that for a lot of people because I've talked about a lot. A lot of people had to realize how to be alone. Oh yeah. Because you were forced to. But I think too because sometimes you know it's crazy. I had a phone call with my dad this morning and I was telling him that um you know I've been getting a lot of texts. I've been responding to people. My dad was saying you know one day you might not get texts like that. So like you said you might have to be comfortable being alone. So I'm actually yeah. it's kind of right that you said that. <laughs> um, but no, but I think I've, I'm really glad that you've kind of learned something from everyone. But like I said, it's been a crazy experience for you to kind of come from Portugal to here. But I'm glad that we've all made your time here great. Oh, yeah, for Especially sure, the locker man. room. Who, who could deny the locker room? Hence oh, the name of the Lakers locker room. Yeah. How, how much funny jokes? Every day someone's saying something in our locker yeah, room. Yeah, locker room is just like the, like, like yesterday we were actually talking like, what's the thing that we're going to miss more when we stop playing? Yeah. And someone was saying buzz riders. Someone's like, people were saying like the moments before the game. But locker room talk is so underrated, man. It we is. just talk so much and we laugh so much in there. And I feel like that's where like a, a team really bonds. Like yeah. just making fun, like making jokes and all that. It's just yeah. so fun, bro. Yeah. And we have so many different personalities. So oh, like, for sure. So I, I can't. I can't even knock it. Like, I've been here for four years. Every year I've been here, except COVID year because there was no locker room. But yeah. every year since I've been that we had a locker room, it's always been, it's always been funny. My first year, not nah, my first year was different. <laughs> yeah, first year. I've heard stories. Yeah, yeah. First year was different because we had like a lot of more older. Cause I was a rookie, right? So I had a lot of guys older than me. Now I'm the older one, the older guys. So I have a lot of guys younger. So it's reverse. Yeah. When, when I, my first year, like, I got a lot of older guys, and it was. <laughs> It was something, okay? It is what it has to be, man. And it just made you, like, grow as a person for sure. Oh, my gosh. You cannot, bro. I, I, you cannot jack. Jack's the best. You can tell him how much, how different I was first year. Yeah. You, you could tell him. <laughs> um, but, no, nah, but it's been a great episode. I really enjoyed getting to know you more on this episode. Um, like I said at the very beginning of the podcast, you know, in two days we're about to do our second shoot for change game. Um, I thought it was very befitting to have a person on the basketball team part of the podcast. Um, last year you were part of it. You kind of oh, saw yeah. great was. We're doing it again this year. Got to give a special shout out to Dika Sportswear. Portugal. You guys gave us some sick jerseys for the game. So shout out Dika. Sick, um, definitely gonna get tagged in the comments for this section. Um, how excited are you? First of all, how was it for you last year to be kind of part of something like that? Have you ever been part of something like that where you kind of get to play basketball for a bigger meeting? Uh, we've done a like couple of games for like causes in Portugal, but you would never be specifically for like 
a broad cause. Like we'd like raise money for a child with cancer, like raise money for some like a poor family at the moment, like floods, like a fire or something. But it was different, like because obviously it's a, a subject that has been growing a lot, like lately, and I'm glad it has like been given the importance that it like it needs. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it was so special to see like see everyone there to support the cause that it should be supported. And like when we learned like how much like support that we got, like yeah. when you told us like how much like we were able to like get, and I was like just like oh my god, like we need to do this every year, like yeah. we have to, like it's an important thing that has to be like celebrated kind of thing, you know? Yeah. No, nah, like even this year we got some special jerseys. Like, what do you think of the jerseys, man? Dude, I love the jerseys. <laughs> Me too. I love the jerseys. So <laughs> They're tough. They're tough. What do you think of the photo shoot? The photo shoot was crazy, man. We had like some crazy results. I feel like we are like now that we got like from last year, we got money. We can invest into making something bigger and better. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I feel like every year it's just gonna like every year is gonna like just like a step up and a step up and a step up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like, like we just have so much like crazy support as you know, like yeah. we're getting some big uh, people supporting yeah. us. Like this year, like we got we're playing against Laurentius, so seven or five rivals. Like since we're here, like we got some big stuff. Like we got. A raffle, raffle coming up. Like we got, it's rappers tickets for you can win with hotel accommodations. We got two signed rapper jerseys for Salonish. We got a signed Pascal Siakam jersey, a signed Scotty Barnes jersey. You can win it at the auction for the game. Like we got some big time partnership with the rappers this year. So shout out to Toronto Rappers, yeah. so MLSC for that. Um, but like honestly, like obviously, like I said, we did a lot for the game last year. Just be bigger this year. Like, but just to kind of wrap it up before we get to the fun part, like. Why is it kind of important for athletes to really like kind of take a step to be more than just an athlete? You know, I talked about it last week with Lord on the podcast, but like the last couple of years, you've really seen athletes really take a step forward to try to get involved in whatever it is. Like athletes have always kind of been involved, but the last like three years since COVID has really shown that athletes really need to do something, whether it's like race or like it's a cancer or whatever. Like for me personally, why is it so important for athletes to really get involved and be passionate about something other than just their sport? I feel like athletes are now understanding and we don't have to be just athletes that play on the nba like athletes all around are understanding like they impact people's lives like even us as oba athletes like we are not like the big deal we have people that come and support us here every weekend when we play home like us like the volleyball team the hockey team yeah and like we impact their lives so if we can like if we are like doing a shoot for change for example yeah we're going to mark those people's lives, you know? Yeah. And those people are going to, like, let it go, like, pass it on to other people. And I feel like so far, athletes just thought, oh, no, I'm not an influencer. I don't have, like, yeah. 20K or, like, a million falls on Instagram, so yeah. I don't have, like, a power to influence people. And that's a lie. Yeah. Like, we are, I feel like athletes are now understanding, like, they have power and they have, like, influence onto other people and younger people like yep. we have like the young kids that come to the camps and the three on trees the and they look yeah. up to us so if we can change their minds it's just like a big step because they'll change the next generation minds and they're forward yeah i i 1000 agree and it's crazy too i said like it took it took for COVID for us to really see that because once we saw what the nba players did in the bubble that's what it kind of like oh crap like okay we can really do something right so like, yeah like you said, people at this level are thinking, oh, like you said, we don't have the influence like that. But, like, I think the fact that we're in a small community like North Bay, like, we have a bigger chance. Whereas, oh, sure. obviously, I'm home in Toronto. Obviously, it's different because, like, you have, like, the Raptors and yeah. the Leafs and FC. But, like, here, like, Nipissing Athletics is really, like, the main. There's the OHL team now, but, like, yeah. But for the most part, North Nipissing has always been, like, the main, like, sports 
Oh, for like sure, yeah. Draw to the city, right? So, like, I'm really glad that... Um, and even if we start doing these, maybe the OHL team will, like, start to support and even, like, bring it up as well, you know? You never know. Like, do something. I know, like, um, there's stuff going on with other sports. Like, football started like, last year, 2021. That's kind of how everything came about. But, like, hopefully, like, it could grow the goals to make it national. But um, I'm glad that we can do something here, right? So, yeah. Like I said, was, you know, shoot for change is back this Saturday, February 4th, man. We've been promoting it for weeks, but like we're saying one last time, yep. two days before the game, Saturday, February 4th, girls played six, men's played eight. It's a super Saturday, so there's men's, women's volleyball's playing at 12, men's yep. volleyball's playing at two. We got men's hockey, Memorial Gardens at 2.30, and then we get we shoot for change, ends the night, 6, 6 p.m. women's game, 8 p.m. men's game. You do not want to miss it. We got a big suck come for the game this year. You guys got to come. Like I said, it's a big-time event. 7.05, Rivals Laurentian, so definitely got to come to the yep. game. Um, but Ricky, this has been fun. It's been <laughs> fun to get to know you. We got a fun part now, so I brought this back last week on the podcast. It's quick hitters, so okay. that's where I ask the guys a question that's answered as fast as possible. But I'm switching up because since we're on the same team, I definitely want to do t- teammate questions. So you've been here for a year uh, now, so let's see. I want to hear your answer, man. So <laughs> are you ready for this? No. <laughs> let's see what you got. No, no, it's just be funny. All right, first question. In your opinion, these are all your opinions, okay? Uh, who's the funniest? People fun- are gonna get mad at <laughs> <No>. me. <laughs> who's the Who's the funniest teammate? Uh, Azara, bro. Azara is funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Azara is. Funny, I thought you were gonna say Mukhtar, but. Uh, okay. Quietest teammate. Quietest teammate. Alvin. Okay. Uh, ooh. teammate with the messiest locker. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, teammate with the best shoe game. Shoot? Like shoe game. Oh, shoe game? Ooh, bro. Who's the best I, I, you gotta be a tie. With who? Jack and DJ, bro. DJ from the casuals, Jack on the on the basketball game. Dang, okay. You gotta be a tie, bro. This is gonna be a funny one. Yeah. Teammate most likely to embarrass another teammate in public. Me. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I embarrass everyone in public, bro. I just like, I don't know. I feel like I'll be just doing like some <laughs> funny stuff and people just like get embarrassed, I think. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, next one. Most likely to show up late to a team function. Oh, bro, Justin, this year is like two oh, already, bro. No, 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 no. <laughs> yes, two already. I gotta go with him. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, how about this? Okay, teammate most likely to to tell another teammate secret. And you're a little Uzi. Oh, I feel like no one. I feel like I can trust everyone with secrets. Bro. Okay, so, okay, okay, okay. Okay. See, no, no, no federal business around here, huh? No, no federal. Like <laughs> no federals. No federals. Um. Okay. Most caring teammate. Caring, for me is Jack, bro. He's like my best friend, my brother. Okay. Yeah. Um. Most ambitious teammate. Probably you, bro. Oh, like on, you. on a good, like not oh, like on you. a bad way. Oh, thank you. Uh. Teammate. Okay. This might be Jack again. Teammate most likely to be the life of a party. Jack, bro, come on. <laughs> you know Jack. Oh, okay. And we're talking about since the locker room is very befitting. Final question. Teammate who has the best stories in the locker room? Danny, bro. <laughs> Danny always has the best stories, bro. <laughs> Yo. Oh, my gosh, man. I had to end with that one, man. But that's all the time we have. So, Ricky, man, I really enjoyed this episode, man. This was a fun episode, man. Thank you for inviting me and for having me, man. Nah, bro. It was it's a like, pleasure. Nah, like I said, hopefully with this episode, man, we international with it. Like I said, share with your family, share with your friends. You know, of shout course, out. Got to shout out Coach Nuno once again. Shout yep. out Dika Sportswear. So, we international with it. Like I said, one last time, Ricky, thanks for coming on the podcast. 
Make sure you guys come to the Shoe for Change game Saturday, February 4th. I'm saying it one last time. Saturday, February 4th against the Laurentia Voyagers. Women's play at 6, men's play at 8. We've got a lot of stuff for the game this year, so you don't want to miss it. And with that said, that's a wrap on another edition of the Lakers Locker Room. I want to thank my guy, Ricky, thank for you coming for on the podcast. Me, you can catch the video version interview on YouTube and listen to the full interview on all podcasting platforms. Peace.